0: Today on Locked On Ducks Hockey, our first look into the AHL All-Star Classic Weekend and some devastating news in the sports world. Join me on today's Locked On Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, everyone. It is Monday, January 27th, 2020. I'll address the devastating news In the second part of the show, first, I want to remind you that you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Also, be sure to subscribe and follow the Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or follow me personally at StimpyJD. I'm going to get right into it. Today was supposed to be all about the AHL All-Star Classic, but there was the horrific news in the sports world, and I'm just going to address it, and then I'll address it even more in the second part. Um, As you may have heard already, Kobe Bryant and his young daughter, Yana, passed away yesterday. Kobe was 41. His daughter was 13 years old. He was one of nine people that perished in a horrific helicopter crash in Calabasas, California, just down the street from here. I'll talk more about that in a second. Uh, Let's get into the AHL stuff first, and then we'll talk about that, you know, This is a Southern California podcast. This is Locked on Ducks. So, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about that a little bit. I'd also be remiss if I didn't talk in depth about it since Kobe Bryant meant so much, not only to me personally, but to several people in the Southern California area. And I know several of you listening have either gone already or are thinking about going to Staples Center to pay your respects. So I'll I'll talk about that later. Yesterday was fun. I know the news broke early in the morning. And yes, there was a bit of a somber mood around the arena, given the news. But the show must go on. And, you know, got to try to have a little bit of fun. So yes, yesterday was still very fun at the AHL skills competition as the AHL All-Star weekend kicked off. Uh, Personally, I had to work some hockey before that. And I was working a youth game for the Ontario Moose. And between, or right before the last game that I had to work at noon, the news broke. So I worked the last game. And, you know, going into the arena, you could see all the Kobe Bryant jerseys already at Toyota Arena. There was a lot of them, too. Um, He did play there. Kobe did play at Toyota Arena. So aside from the huge amount of just different AHL jerseys around the league, and there was a lot of them. There was also maybe two dozen Kobe jerseys, which was awesome. So before the whole event started, they had a nice little parade, a red carpet parade, you know, with the mascots coming out. You had the players coming out. If you follow my Twitter at StimpyJD, you could see some of those pictures. So, you know, it, it was very cool. Very, very cool. Right after the players entered through the red carpet you know, they had the skills competition. And I'll go more in-depth on everything happening in the AHL tomorrow. Um, But let's go right into the events, which was the skills competition. And even on the skills competition, I could tell that the players were a little bit sad during that moment of silence. And I have to give a ton of credit to Dave Joseph for saying that read as calmly as possible, because the news had just broke a few hours ago. So, puck relay happened you know both teams tied up at two um again there were seven events which i think was better than the national hockey league skills contest to be quite honest uh the puck control relay was a team relay where teams had to navigate through a little pylon course and the fastest team won and after that it was two to two and the way the skills contest worked was there were seven contests And each team was awarded a, quote, goal, unquote, to determine the winner. So the puck control relay was first. Then you had the CCM fastest skater competition. And there were some pretty fast skaters out there. Um, And it was kind of cool seeing this from up top. The fastest skater last night went to the Belleville Senators Alex Formanton with a time of 13.356, which is astounding. And going through my records, that was one of the fastest times. I think that was the third fastest time in the AHL Fastest Skater. Uh, The record is set by Anthony Greco. That was last year. He had a time of 13.251. Then we went to the Rapid Fire contest. And on Rapid Fire, you know, eight shooters um, shot against four goaltenders. And they had to get as many saves as possible. Uh, You know, there were... A couple of goalies that really stood out as far as that contest goes. One of them, you know, was Connor Ingram. Connor Ingram from the Milwaukee Admirals. I mentioned him on the last podcast. He only has a 2.01 goals against average. And he was every bit as good as advertised last night. In fact, um, Ingram stopped nine shots on the rapid fire. So that was a lot of fun. Then we went into what some people considered the main event last night, and that was the CCM hardest shot. And I'm going to build up a little bit of drama here. The record was set by Colin Miller of the Manchester Monarchs back in the day, where he had one at 105.5 miles per hour in 2015. That was the record. And there were some pretty good shots, you know, Gontz, Rafferty, Letian, uh, Lilgarden, None of them cracked 100 in the East. In fact, the fastest was Rafferty and Letzion, tied at 97.8. Then we go to the Western Conference. Joel Esperance had 94.5 miles per hour. Blickfeld for San Jose, 94.8. Then we had Evan Bouchard, who blasted one at 103.0 miles an hour. And that one looked fast. Then we got to who many considered to be the odds-on favorite, was Martin Furck. And there was a quote from Jonathan Quick recently where Jonathan Quick said that Martin Furk was one of the hardest shots he'd ever seen. And for Jonathan Quick to say that, that's huge. And that's a big compliment to Marty Furk. And Jonathan Quick is a world-class goalie. So Martin Furk's first shot went 104.0 miles per hour. Yes, that was his first shot. He would already won. So we go into the second shot with Martin Furk, and that's where he just let it completely rip. And as soon as he got the 104, I looked over to people working next to me, and I said, watch him let this rip. He's already won. He's going to try to give the fans something to remember. And I will just point out, as a couple of you have astutely stated, yes, I did say on Saturday's show... That Martin Firk would indeed win this and he would be the player to watch for. He might break a record. Well, how right was I? (laughs) Because Martin Firk on his final shot closed his eyes, let it rip, hit the post, and blasted one at, I kid you not, 109.2 miles an hour. That is not a typo. 109.2 that not only set an American Hockey League record, that passed the NHL record of 108.8 miles per hour set by zdeno Chara a few years ago. Yeah, Martin Furks' shot, it sounded that loud in the arena, and you could just hear it echo. And once it hit the post, you could hear that echo throughout the entire arena. And for a split second, there was a bit of silence as everyone was stunned. And then you hear this loud roar... When the score came up 109.2. And I'll just say this people were cheering in the press box. I know cheering is not normally allowed on regular games, but this is all star weekend. You are here to have fun. If you see history in the making and you see something in that, that amazing, I don't care. You can cheer all you want if you're in the press box. Good on everyone for. Just kind of going, whoa, oh my gosh, like, holy, you know what, expletive, expletive. And I heard a lot of expletives (laughs) during that few second period where we were shocked. We didn't know what to make of it. We know Marty Firk has a wicked hard shot, but we didn't know it was 109 miles per hour hard. That was ridiculous. I mean, the rest of the events didn't even matter. But, you know, the accuracy shooting, you know, Charles Houdon from the Laval Rocket, he had four hits out of five attempts. Um, After that was the pass and score, which was where the puck had to go through all three, I guess, attackers against the goalie. And they had to score in a matter of time. And then the breakaway relay happened. Uh, Once it was all said and done, the Western Conference picked up the win 18 to 15. So that was a very fun event. That was something that I personally will never forget. As far as the top goaltender honors... Uh, There were three goalies. It was a three-way tie. First time this ever happened. It was Vitek Manchek from the Hershey Bears, Alex Milikovic from the Charlotte Checkers, and oh, that guy I mentioned, Connor Ingram from the Milwaukee Admirals. They each got 14 saves throughout the skills competition. So all three of them took home the award for the top goaltender honors. I thought that was really cool to see all three of them come out. And even cooler was all the players coming out afterwards and signing autographs in all their different jerseys. It was just a very fun event. Uh, One of the most fun events I've ever had the pleasure of working for. And I will just say on a personal note that I'm very happy to be working this AHL All-Star Weekend. It has been a complete blast. Coming up after the first intermission, uh, we will address the unfortunate news that happened in Calabasas. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked on Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and I am going to address this right now. Once again, yesterday, January 26th, Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and seven others perished in a helicopter accident. Um, He was taking his daughter to a basketball tournament. And they were flying in very thick fog. And even when I left yesterday, I made the note, wow, this fog is extremely thick. People got to be careful out there. And this was me driving at 8 a.m. yesterday. So to hear the news, at first, I didn't believe it. And then I was very shocked about what happened. And I'm sure if you want to hear more about it, you can listen to Locked On Lakers, you know, part of part of our network. I'm sure Locked On Lakers will have a lot more to talk about it, but You know, I have lived in Southern California all my life. I have always been a Lakers fan. And Kobe Bryant was one of my favorite players. And I'll go into some personal stuff in a moment. But let's talk about what he meant to everyone in the community about what happened. Uh, So at about 10 a.m. yesterday morning, uh, the helicopter took off, you know, from nearby. And there was a very low ceiling, some very heavy fog. And to keep it short, you know... The helicopter thought it was going to fly over, but it couldn't tell where the terrain was, and the helicopter just slammed right into the Calabasas Hills, and that's a very tough area. For those of you that live in Southern California, you know how how much terrain and how much weird hilly terrain there is out there, and to even hear that, uh, TMZ first reported it maybe an hour and a half after the incident. It was quick. And I didn't believe it. I needed to get some more sources before I tweeted it out there. So once it happened, the news kind of spread around and my phone never stopped buzzing. So I, I thank all of you for, you know, checking in. You know, I got to thank, you know, my closest friends, you know, um, Borsch, ZZ, TBW, you know, you guys all came out and supported. And I thank you for that, you know, knowing how big a Liga fan I am. What happened afterwards was just an outpouring of emotions from not just, you know, local fans, but, you know, around the country and from different sports, not only different sports, but from everyone around the world that were showing their outpouring. And actually, now that I think about it, I'm going to switch things up a bit. I will go personal right now. First, I went to Kobe Bryant's first game and I went to Kobe Bryant's last game, and this was back in 1996, where my mom took me to Kobe's first game at the Great Western Forum, all the way back in 1996, and it was a game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. So you know, I was there to see Shaq, but I was also there to see if Kobe Bryant was going to play, since he didn't play on the Lakers' first game against the Phoenix Suns, and that was all Shaq. When they played against Kevin Garnett, Tom Gugliotta, yes, Googs was a star back then, and Kobe Bryant played his first game, and I was like, you know what, this kid's going to be really good. And I actually still have that ticket from Kobe's first game. And that meant a lot to me, even back then, to go see that game. You know, my mom got tickets down to the floor level. We had a fantastic time. And we had gotten season tickets. So for that last season to come up, it was Kobe's 20th. You know, I kind of had a feeling that Kobe might hang them up, but it wasn't confirmed yet. So yeah, bit on the season tickets. You know, why not? So once we got to, you know, January and Kobe announced that he was retiring, you know, I knew that, you know, I had like we had these final game tickets and it was very obvious that I was going to go. And to me, it was obvious that my mom had to go. I mean, it was only fair. You know, she took me to his first game. You know, she drove me there. I would drive her to Kobe's last game and It just meant a lot to like Kobe Bryant meant a lot to our family personally and to go see his first and last game and still have those tickets on that lanyard. I mean, even back then it meant a lot. Um, You know, my mom and I did get on the on the local news. Yes, we we got on the local news because we actually had in our lanyard the first game ticket and the last game ticket side by side. And, you know, people wanted to buy this for you know, $200. I got an offer for $400 to buy Kobe's first game ticket. And I just said, no, like it has way too much sentimental value. Even back then it had sentimental value. And for the record, that was the only game that I ever cried at because after Kobe Bryant dropped that 60 points, I was crying, not at the beginning, but I was crying at the very end when Kobe had that last assist And he was embracing his teammates because once he got that last assist and the Lakers won that game, I knew that that was it. And I was completely crying and I really let it out when Kobe had that last speech. And that was also the same feeling of everybody around me, too. We were all in tears because we had just witnessed one of the greatest performances in NBA history. I mean, 60 points on your finale is something that's unheard of. You know, not even Hollywood could make this up, but this was set in Hollywood of sorts. So yeah, that was still to this day the first and last time that I ever cried at an NBA game. It meant that much, even back then. And obviously, I will cherish those tickets forever. You know, I'm never going to sell them. And that's just part of my personal story on Kobe being Bryant. Just to wrap up today's podcast, I have a few quotes. And I will just say that Kobe Bryant's death not only shocked the basketball world, but it shocked the sports world at large. Baseball players are coming out for to talk about this, football players, and hockey players. I mean, the whole NHL was completely stunned at this news. And, you know, to elaborate on that, the NHL came out with a quote after it had happened. And, you know, I, I like... That the National Hockey League, you know, had this quote, and I will quote directly from this. Quote The National Hockey League offers its condolences to the family of NBA legend Kobe Bryant and his daughter Jana, and to the families and friends of all those who tragically perished today. Uh, here's a quote from the great one Yes, Wayne Gretzky. He had some words on Kobe Bryant's death. Quote Janet and I have no words to describe our shock and sadness on the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant today, praying for him and his family. And I'll go into another quote, and this one from uh, your Anaheim Ducks, Ryan Getzloff. And here's what Getzloff had to say about the death. And this is a long one. Quote, It's definitely a big reality check for everybody, I think, when you're talking about somebody losing their loved ones like that. Whether he's a star or not, He's got a family, his kids involved, all that kind of stuff. It's just heartbreaking. And I think it's important to point out that he is an Orange County guy. He's been on the Newport coast for a long time, and he's got a lot of family and friends around this area. Obviously, our condolences go out to his wife and their family. It's hard to see anything like that, end quote. And, you know, Getzloff was asked about, you know, how Kobe Bryant's impact was around the entire SoCal region, so here's what else Getzloff had to say, quote, he was just an all-around superstar in everything that he did in life. There was a lot of different things that he went through, throughout his career and post-career. Again, the mark he left on the game and in the community was big. Everyone will definitely be missing him, end quote, oh boy, yeah, This is an Orange County-based podcast. You know, this is Anaheim Ducks. And Kobe Bryant was a very vital part of the OC community since, as Ryan Gesloff pointed out, he was living around the Newport coast. And Kobe was visible around this area. You know, he he went to Disneyland a lot. He and his kids frequented Disneyland on maybe a monthly basis. And I would always see reports of him and his family You know, going out there, my friends say, oh, I I was one of the lucky ones. I got to meet Kobe Bryant. You know, I mean, we've we've all got a Kobe Bryant story at some point because Kobe was just so visible around this part. Uh, One more hockey related quote regarding Kobe Bryant, and this is from the great eight Alexander Ovechkin. Uh, as you guys know, Alexander Ovechkin is climbing in the charts as far as goals scored. He's currently ninth. He recently just passed former Duck Ryan or not Ryan I'm sorry, he just passed former Duck Tamu Solani. And Alex Ovechkin, to say the least, he's pretty heartbroken about this. You know, he he's still in shock. He's very sad about this. And here's what Alex Ovechkin had to say. Quote, I heard right before practice. It was one hundred percent. It was not one hundred percent confirmed at the time. I was hoping it wasn't true. You don't want to hear about somebody get in a crash in a helicopter or somebody passed away. That's tough. I know him. He always treated me well when he saw me. It's hard. He was a legend in the basketball world and the whole world. It's tough. I still can't believe it. End quote. And I could tell that Alexander Ovechkin. He he was very sad. He was close to tears when talking about that. And Ovechkin is a huge basketball fan. He, Whenever he came to L.A., whenever the Washington Caps either came to L.A. or Anaheim, he would make it a point to try to go out to Staples Center and see Kobe Bryant play and try to get a picture with him. And here's some more quotes from Alexander Ovechkin. Quote, I think I met him three or four times after games. He always shook my hand. And then he goes on to say, It was his last season. The Caps were in LA. My wife was there. To see him play his last season, I will never forget about it. He gave us his jersey and his shoes. It was pretty special because, how I said, as an athlete, you want to meet one of the greatest, and he was the best, end quote. Yeah, for Alexander Ovechkin to say that Kobe Bryant was the best and for him to, you know, honor Kobe the way he did, you know it it's hard. You know, like he said, it's really hard. And this is hard not just for, you know, fans but for athletes. You know, this is extremely tragic. Um other players from the Capitals, you know, Brendan Leipzig said it's pretty tr- quote, it's pretty tragic. It really hits home when it's somebody famous. It's just brutal. But I could tell that this meant a lot to Alexander Ovechkin. And here's some more quotes from the hockey world. Uh, This is from former L.A. King Milan Lucic. Quote, My one year playing for the L.A. Kings was his final season in the NBA. It was a dream come true for me that I got to see him play live the year that I was there at the Staples Center. Knowing what he meant to that team, that organization, that community, the whole city. Words can't describe what he was to Los Angeles. He's going to be dearly missed by everyone in that community. Everyone in the sporting world. For a guy like myself... I grew up watching him from an 18-year-old all the way right to his last game, end quote. Uh, here's one more little tidbit from Milan Lucic, quote, I remember we were actually staying at the Ritz-Carlton downtown getting ready for game one of the playoffs, and he put up those 60 points. I just remember the madness. So, yeah, I mean, I was part of that madness, I'll admit that. Um, here's some more from L.A. Kings defenseman Alec Martinez, quote, It's obviously heartbreaking what he's done throughout his career for the basketball world, the sports world, the world, for California, for the city of L.A. It's tragic. It's something that you read and you don't believe it at first. Just incredibly sad. And some more, you know, big NHL athletes came out to talk about Kobe Bryant. This is from Austin Matthews. Quote, it's one of those things that you just can't really put in words. It's just hard to believe. Obviously, what he did on the court, what he did off the court, was just amazing. It's sad. I really feel for his family. And then obviously, the world lost an unbelievable person, an unbelievable idol. It's really sad news, end quote. And finally, I'll go through a couple more tweets here. Uh, this one from the New Jersey Devils, P.K. Subban, quote, shocked and in complete disbelief, a father husband, legend, and idol gone way too soon. Thank you for the time, the lessons, and 20 years of greatness, end quote. I mean, I could go on and on. You know, Pat Maroon even had this quote, former Anaheim Duck, Pat Maroon, quote, I don't even know how to begin to process this, and I don't feel I ever will. Kobe, you were one of my idols and someone I strived to be like. You changed the world, and today the world hurts. My heart is broken, Thoughts and prayers to everyone involved in this tragedy. End quote. I mean, you hear these tweets and these comments from NHLers, and there's plenty more tweets that I could have gone through, but I have a time constraint. And suffice it to say that Kobe Bryant meant the world to so many, and he will be dearly missed. And just to close off, once again, Kobe Bryant did at the age of 41. It's a very tragic story, and I'm sure we will hear much more about this. I mean, if you want to shoot over to Locked on Lakers, even Locked on Jazz, where my boss, uh, David Locke, you know, he was at Kobe's final game. You know, Locke was broadcasting that final game, and I'm sure he has plenty of thoughts about it. So if you want to hear more, check out Locked on Lakers, and Locked On Jazz, my colleagues on the Locked On Podcast Network. And I'll just wrap it up uh, by saying that you can hear this podcast on any of the uh, podcasting platforms. And you can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD or follow me at LO underscore Ducks. There is still the AHL All-Star Game. That is tonight. I will be working that. Uh, You'll see some tweets i will probably be on my personal Twitter, at StimpyJD, but you'll also see some tweets at the LO underscore Ducks Twitter as well. You know, it is a somber day still. I mean, even before last night's AHL All-Star game, there was a long moment of silence for Kobe Bryant, as Kobe did play at Toyota Arena. The Lakers used to play their preseason games out in Ontario, and Kobe would play those games. I mean, I saw him play in Ontario more than a handful of times. You know, I've seen Kobe play a bunch of times, and I'm sure there will be another moment of silence for Kobe Bryant before today's AHL game just because the world is still in complete shock over it. Uh, with that said, I will just say thank you all for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your comments, by the way. Um, I did love some of the comments I got last night during the AHL skills competition. And, you know, a couple of you astutely pointing out, yeah, I did call it. I did call Marty Furk. So once again, thank you all for listening. I sincerely appreciate it. Um, I'll talk more about Kobe Bryant on a future podcast. You know, it's still processing for me personally. It really is. And I do have some more personal memories of Kobe Bryant, especially during that last game. So we'll do that again another time. But for Locked on Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying, you know, let's let's stick together, fam. Let's stick together Have a great rest of the week, and we love you, Kobe.